You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What is up, guys? Hello, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 99. One away from 100. More details on that later. I am one of your hosts, Christian Macias, and I'm joined over over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan, <laughs> Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM over on Twitter, as well as the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, and the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN. You will find us on there as well as twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. As today, the topic of the show this week is our Xboxations for Gamescom. You like what I did there? A little wordplay there. I'm going to see if I can continue that every time I host. (laughs) But first... As always, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Our first news item actually dropped right after we finished recording last (laughs) week's episode, so I wanted to go ahead and squeeze that in there. Uh, This comes from uh, a Polygon. Fulbright co-founder Steve Gaynor uh, stepped down following complaints from employees. Um, I've got some notes for you before we get, get into conversation. The claims against Gaynor were not physical harassment. Uh, they were instead an abundance of microaggressions against women in the studio uh, and heavily implying the game Open Roads was a creation uh, of Gainer and not a full team game, right? Um, Gainer uh, is still working on Open Roads as a writer, but he has no day-to-day collaboration with the rest of the team. Um, how do we feel about this, guys? Um. Sorry, I'll, I'll just start real quick. Um, I was super bummed because I love Fulbright as a studio. Um, and I was so excited for Open Rose. I still am. I still am. Um, it's it's so weird to to phrase it this way. Like, like at least it, I'm just happy that it wasn't anything worse than what it is. It is obviously still bad, like what, what he was accused of doing and probably did. I'm just glad it wasn't anything worse than that, and that these people are able to come forward and, and talk about that. Um, I believe he's still working as a writer on Open Roads. I think he just stepped down as from his leadership position. Um, so that's something to keep in mind for anybody out there as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, we talked about it with Ubisoft. We talked about it with Activision Blizzard. It's, it's sad that these uh, issues are coming up, but in the long run, I'm glad that they're finally being brought to the surface so we can hopefully see some change in the industry so yeah that's 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 the hopefully the the silver lining in all of this that some change will come from it yeah i I, I think it's interesting uh so he stepped down as studio head or or, you know co-founder or whatever you want to call it but uh he's still writing this game and I think I, re- I read a couple of things from uh, some of the, the the women that work on that development team, and they were essentially upset that uh, Steve was still writing for Open Roads and writing for characters like female characters, um, which, like, okay, I get, like, Steve Gaynor is, like, the creative guy or whatever. He was the guy that co-founded the studio, and, like, he has every right to put his own spin on whatever they're making or whatever but 
I also feel like like you have a team there, like you need to rely on your team. Like if you have women in the studio that are just as good of writers as yourself, why are you not pulling them in to get their input? And uh, it, it doesn't seem like he has been very inclusive in that regard where uh, he's not listening to what everyone else in the studio is telling him. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, there's some learnings that Steve needs to have from this for sure. Um, and like Roro said, I'm just glad it wasn't anything worse than you know than what it is. Obviously, still not great, um, but uh, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how things change moving forward for Fulbright in general. I guess, and I'm just surprised of all studios in my head, because like when you think of Fulbright, you think of Gone Home, and that's probably one of the most inclusive games in the last 10 years. Now, full disclosure, I'm not a huge fan of it, but that's only from a gameplay perspective. I don't like walking simulators, um, but I have played that. Uh, the story is great. I mean, when you, and I'm going to spoil it, I don't care. Like when you get to the attic, it is really it's a cool ending on how everything kind of folds together. So it's just weird to me to think that that was such a well-told young teenage girl that obviously we know that, um, in the story, she is a lesbian or sister's a lesbian. Um, and I thought that was very well told and written and everything like that. So to hear this from a studio and especially the head of that studio, that it is a small team that women were experiencing these types of things. It's, it's more shocking and alarming that you wouldn't have that, consciousness of how you're saying things or what you're doing and how it can come across especially if you are that quote-unquote woke uh inside other medium to tell stories you can't be that woke in personal life mm -hmm. so just i just thought found that interesting but mm -hmm. obviously you need to be smart in company culture regardless of what company that is um know who you're talking to i mean i'm sure you guys do it all the time too that you change your voice according to your audience certain things you can say to other people but i mean for the most part it is best to make sure that however you're conducting yourself in front of anybody just a professional manner not no matter the sex so that's on him for not realizing that it doesn't matter this is a male or female i need to be professional in any case yeah sean to your point like you're right um and i know fulbright has like stepped in numerous times unfortunately ha has had to do that uh, to give Gainer, like, multiple kinds of training um, as far as, like, workplace conduct. Um, and it seems like it, was only it would only, uh, like, fix it temporarily, and then you go back to his old ways, which would cause, like, apparently high turnover for women in the team, which is, like, incredibly unfortunate. So whether he was forced or, like, removably forced or he did so of his own accord, I think either way is at least a step in the right direction. Um, well, I mean, let's hope that workplace, uh, like atmosphere at least has improved since then, um, that it continues to do so. And I hope like Gainer is able to, to, to just fix his, fix his stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but guys, moving on, we've got some VR news here for you. I've got two items, both on PSVR 2. This comes from PSVR without parole. PSVR2 details from a recent dev summit, um, codenamed NextGenVR, 
Uh, again, as rumored before, it's, uh, it's supposed to have HDR OLED display, um, FOV 110, and then uh, controllers that, that feature touch sensor and, and will, will be included with the headset this time. Launch details to come early 2022. Uh, some questions for you. One, do you currently have VR? And if not, are you interested in VR? And three, given all these details we have so far on PSVR 2, do you think you would consider buying one? I mean, I can go first as the person that owns the PSVR. Um, so I, I own two units, the PSVR and the Oculus Rift. Um, I love the exclusives for the PSVR, but as Daniel Rowe and I have talked about many times, the fact that we're still using move controls uh, from the PS3 generation for... PSVR is definitely noticeable when you switch over to the Rift. Um, I remember the first time I tried it out was at Daniel's place, and not just the free movement with no, no cords, but the way that the controllers fit in your hands. Um, when you played in the Vader Immortal, you actually felt like you were doing something into the game. Now, that's not to say that PSVR hasn't also had like some of the best experiences when it comes to Moss, even though I know it's on Oculus. Like You don't play that with the, the move, you play that with the controller. Uh, but I do own Doom uh, VR on the PSVR, and that's a it's a little awkward when you're just holding like two sticks with bulbs at the end, and you <laughs> and you're trying to think that you're like shooting things, but you know it's really in your hand <laughs> type deal. Uh, but Sean, before question, you, I before you continue, I just want to say the greatest thing ever to see is going into your basement and seeing Sean playing with two PlayStation 3 Move controllers on VR. <laughs> that is the best. Okay, and then let's preface this with then you tried to play Beat Saber and you failed I on did. easy. Yeah, I did. You I'm failed? Horrible. <laughs> yep, what? I did. Yep. Uh, disappointed. Yeah, but yeah. I, I will end up getting uh, the... PSVR 2. Um, I know I will, uh, just because I like the improvements I'm seeing. I still think that Oculus has the leg up regardless because of not having the wires, but I don't see PSVR going away from the wires anytime soon because they're going to want that cash grab as far as getting, you have to have the unit. Previous uh, rumors were that, or I guess even, I think it might have been confirmed maybe, maybe um, that it will have one wire to connect to the PS5. Hmm. It's not wireless, but it is one wire. That would be better because right now, when you do put on the unit, you do have two wires that you could easily, and they're like thick. <laughs> it feels like it's, uh, yeah, you could easily trip over it at any point. Uh, but I do plan on getting it again for the PS5. Uh, I just hope they keep up with exclusives being the way they were. Iron Man VR was obviously a really cool experience. I never bought it, but I did play the demo. Um, I just, it, it, I wasn't at the right time, and we're getting Moss too. So. so, Ro, Ro, and Dan, I'm gonna yes. hold off on asking you this question because I, I want to introduce this next point, um, okay. and then see if that'll complicate kind of your answers a bit. Okay. Uh, this comes from Upload VR. Sony is interested in AAA hybrid games that can be uh, played either in or without VR. So I have a quote here for uh, for you. Sony reportedly told developers it's looking to secure AAA titles for the new headset. To that end, the company wants upcoming traditional PS5 titles played on a flat screen to feature hybrid VR support, much like current PSVR optional games such as Hitman 3, Resident Evil 7, and No Man's Sky. Players will apparently be able to choose between downloading the flat screen or the VR version first when a game releases. 
So now I go back to those questions again. Are you interested in VR given this uh, update on, on P- VR games? I think, I think that last point makes it personally more exciting uh, because that gives you more games to choose from. However, th- it has to be done right. It can't just be like a, you know, here it is on VR because like then you may get the experience of like wanting to vomit if you're Nathan Drake jumping across a, a rock cliff edge or something like you might want to vomit if you're doing that in vr but uh if they like make the experience really good on vr then yeah this would be a great idea for them to 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 do that and uh i i fully expect them to do that because uh they kind of they did like a sort of mandate thing with last gen as well where P- where uh developers if they develop their game for PS4 they had to also make sure it works on remote play which that was a big push for them last gen um and I feel like this might be a similar um thing where Sony says okay if you want to publish on PlayStation 5 you also have to have an optional uh you know VR mode or whatever you want to call it um so that people can experience that so yeah I think that would definitely pique my interest uh, like Sean said I I like the ability of having a wireless headset with my Oculus but like you said, Christian, one wire might not be so bad. And depending on price point as well, we don't know what that price point's going to be, uh, especially with the controllers now coming with it. Uh, it could be way too much money for me to want to spend. But yeah, bro, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, as someone who, who doesn't have the VR, Christian, I, I am definitely interested in eventually owning one in PSVR or Oculus have definitely always been the ones that I've been probably the ones that I'm going to go towards. Um, but yeah, the, the AAA thing was going to be something that I mentioned in my answer. So I'm glad you brought it up because I feel like there had been a lot of really cool experiences on the VR and, it, and it's, it's fairly new technology. Like I, I'm not expecting it to be crazy right now, but I, I think that we, we are still waiting for that uncharted level AAA VR experience. We have some really great, smaller experiences that have done well but we haven't gotten that super crazy vr thing that just puts it on the map like some might argue that uh half-life alex may have been that thing hmm. i haven't played it but I, I definitely think that we're moving in that direction where we're obviously sony is is planning to back that sort of uh game up so we're starting to move into that direction so i'm definitely interested in uh vr psvr specifically uh whenever that comes around so definitely am interested as someone who doesn't own it yet and i'm on the market for it now the best way that they're going to be able to get converters is what they did with the ps vita they need to start and i would say like start now is start making a ps plus uh free game maybe not every month but every other month they should have been probably doing that for at least the last two years but that is going to be the easiest way to get anybody that's a possible converter because, as Daniel mentioned, price point. That is going to be a huge, huge thing for people because in the end, you could almost probably spend $1,000 for just one console experience uh, if you add up the PS5 price and that. But if you start getting a library of games you already have, uh, boom, right then and there when you buy the system, that is a huge selling point to a lot of consumers. Dude, you bring up such a great point with uh, PS Plus. Like, that would... Because you guys make good points about, like, converting people over to VR, which, you know, I I agree to an extent. But for me, when I read this, I was like, that's cool, but it seems like kind of a half measure. Unless, 
unless you're also making these like titles specifically made from the ground up for VR that like this is why you need to buy our version of VR to play these experiences, right? And Vita's a good example because it had its games, but for the most part, it was playing games remote for most people with the Vita. Like, I want to play on my bed, so I'm going to play my PS4 games on my Vita. And, like, not many people bought the Vita. Like, it had its audience, but, like, it kind of died out, I would I would say. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. So, like, the yeah. VR, that needs to have, like, killer IP on, on that. I mean, I, I have a PSVR 1 as well. And like I play, I, it was great. I played it for a few months. Like I had a lot of fun with my original titles, and then I put it away because it was too much of a hassle to put that thing on with all the cables. And there hasn't really been an excuse for me to pull it back out and set it up again. So I, I, I Sony can't mess it up with PSVR two. Like it needs to have its killer software. I M O. And I get it. They're number one technically, but we already know Xbox Series is the more powerful console. And at this point, my guess is they will continue to be so because Phil has gone on record saying he will he wants to remain the most powerful console there is. So there's so much comparison between the two on how they're so alike. There's your differentiator. One has Xbox Game Pass. The other one has the experience of VR. So, I mean, you're right, Christian, that they have to succeed with this to to keep that differentiation going. Uh, can I just read this uh, comment real quick from YouTube chat? Gilbo Biggins, friend of the show, says, "Look at these four horsemen of the hot apocalypse." <laughs> oh my! Is Thank that Gage? You, Gage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Let's play Battlefield 2042, Gage. Yeah, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> Our next news story comes from PC Gamer, and this is quite a funny one. PUBG has been renamed to PUBG Battlegrounds. ATM machine. Uh, additional games in the franchise will carry the PUBG name, which... Okay, I'll admit it. At <laughs> first, it was kind of ridiculous that the game is called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds Battlegrounds. That's, that's kind of dumb. But in terms of, mar- in terms of marketing, like if they do make another uh, Battle Royale game, they can keep that same PUBG name, and we know it won't be just another generic um battle royale right it will we'll be able to identify it which i think is actually kind of smart even if right now it is very silly you know what it's not silly christian because i do the same thing with my twitter handle which is dan is dtm and the dtm stands for dan the man so dan is dan the man i do the same thing <laughs> you at least have the separator is that's true that's true <laughs> i wish i never knew that to be honest yep. i wish you had never told me sorry that. i'm sorry christian i ruined it for you <laughs> I always thought DTM was doing too much or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you guys didn't know that. Scoop. For, for weeks, I was like, down to what? What does the M stand for? <laughs> you just ruined Santa Claus for them. I want to be very clear. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Any I, other, I, any other I, thoughts here on PUBG? I agree with you on this, though. It's like, I mean, PUBG is a brand, so they're trying to brand their stuff. Um, so I get it. Uh, even the, uh, Glenn Schofield game that's, uh, like Dead Space, uh, blanking on the name right now, uh, Callisto Protocol, that's it. Uh, that game is supposed to be in the PUBG universe, like, super far in the future. So, like, is that game going to be PUBG colon the Callisto Protocol? because uh, that, I don't know, that's an interesting kind of thing there. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. 
I do think I, I agree. I think it's it's weird now, but in the future, it's going to be like rolling off our tongue super easy. It's going to be very good for player unknowns because if you if you got rid of battlegrounds right now, like say it was the next game is going to be player unknowns new state or something. The abbreviation for player unknown would be PU, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> this game stinks. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think he he dodged a bullet. Yeah, I know this kind of started the craze of um, Battle Royale, but is it, and this is just me kind of out of my depth in this gaming market, is it still as popular as it once was? I mean, I know Fortnite definitely capitalized on a lot of that community, but I hear nothing about it. I know that was one of Xbox's huge gets many years ago, that they were going to be the first console exclusive for that, but you don't, you don't hear much on it. This is like one of the first news stories I've heard about in I don't know how many years now. Okay, it looks like the average players in the last 30 days is only 186,859. Hmm. And now I kind of want to compare that to Fortnite concurrent players, which is 12 million, 12.5 million. So. Thank you, Ariana Grande. Your... Ariana Grande, yeah. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on, our next story uh, come from the Hellblade website, actually. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice optimized for series x and s uh, it includes three graphics modes upgraded textures particles and draw distances and now includes a chapter select which i desperately needed to get the platinum on on playstation i don't know if it'll come there but uh, a pc update is in development as well uh my question for you for you three is have you played hellblade yet and if not what are you waiting for <laughs> yes uh i enjoyed it and i played it on playstation 4 I played it. I did not enjoy it. I apologize, but wow, I am liking what I'm seeing from the second one. So I actually downloaded this on my Xbox yesterday, um, which I don't think I'm right. I don't know if it's out yet, but I went ahead and put it since it's on Game oh, Pass. It is. Yes, it is. OK, yep. so I at least I'm going to give it another shot to see if it connects better with me. I have not played it. I do want to play it. The reason I have not played it is because my backlog is ginormous. And <laughs> instead of clearing it off, I decided to play games that I've already played. Destiny. It's a problem. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> but I, I have it's been okay. meaning to get to it. Hey, we all do it, bro. We all do it. <laughs> You're talking to the guy who's like, man, I have the whole Master Chief collection to get through. Let me buy Persona 5 Royal while I'm at it. <laughs> 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 Moving on, uh, Persona Five is a much better choice. Oh, and and Christian, there's no way this is coming to PS5, unfortunately, because they did the Xbox owns. Yes, and they did uh, Psychonauts Two, which is also coming. It's coming to PlayStation Four because it was announced for it, but it is not coming as a native PS5 game when it comes out. So, yeah, I don't think this is coming to PS5, unfortunately. Sorry, buddy. That's okay. All the more reason to get an Xbox Series X slash S. Moving on, this comes from the PlayStation blog. The Field of Dreams, yes, the Field of Dreams movie. Stadium is coming to MLB The Show 21 as part of a free update on August 10th. So yesterday at the time of recording. Um, Also important to note that MLB did actually build the stadium for a real-world Yankees versus White Sox game. Um... My question for you guys is, is this a cool way to get fans back into the MLB game that maybe uh, haven't stuck around since launch? Um, and moreover, what kind of cool crossovers would you like to see in the future 
for any game franchise. Anybody? Angels in the outfield? Tell me I'm not the only... I'm, I'm... <laughs> nah, that movie, that, movie, that movie sucks, too. <laughs> what about the Sandlot, you know? Come on. That's the best baseball movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I, my brother-in-law religiously actually plays the MLB show games. Um, I don't know if he's that. He doesn't play online. He just likes to play and like manage a team and everything like that. But I've never been a baseball sim person, mostly because I don't like sports sims in general. Uh, but I think it's really cool that they have that type of option. I mean, I've always thought something that would be really cool for to get even older gamers into sims such as that is older sports stadiums um like in cincinnati we have the old riverfront stadium that used to be both the Bengals and the, the red stadium mm-hmm. it was a horrible stadium don't get me wrong <laughs> but it would just be cool to kind of see that uh again and i know obviously so many other cities have older stadiums that you could revisit i just think that would be really interesting to include yeah sure yeah, I think this is this is kind of cool. It, it may get like people even like on Xbox who aren't really big baseball fans, but maybe are fans of this movie. Like they'll check this out on Game Pass because it's free. I mean, it's already there, uh, so maybe it does that. Uh, I know Forza Horizon did some cool stuff uh, with Forza Horizon three and four. They had Lego collab, they had Hot Wheels collab, which was were both freaking awesome and crazy and over the top. Um, so that kind of stuff I really like. So I kind of hope that, uh, games moving forward into the future continue to do like the crazy expansion stuff, like, you know, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, another great example of that. So oh, you're right. I always forget that that is on Game Pass. The yeah. Sony Studio game yep. is on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> just, just interesting. Wild times we live in. That's <laughs> for the last question with like the, what crossovers would like to see in other games i i can't think of anything that i would want i had a random thought about like kingdom hearts in final fantasy like the opposite way like you know how final fantasy characters always show up in kingdom hearts what if like sora just showed up in final fantasy 16 or something like that would be so crazy i love that (laughs) that's the only thing that i thought of at least you're thinking outside the box because i was like stuck on sports games for a long time (laughs) That's what I was starting off to. Is like, I, yeah, this is not my wheelhouse. I don't know, so I just went, you know, my my wheelhouse, Kingdom Hearts. Let's just put Sonic the Hedgehog in like every single game. Absolutely, there you go. He was already in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Our next news item comes from Imran Khan over at Fanbyte. Xenoblade Chronicles Three could possibly get announced later this year, and is reported to be approaching its final stages of development. Uh, I'm reading here from the article in an interview with actress Jenna Coleman, who plays Melia in the Xenoblade series. A new Xenoblade Chronicles game could be on the way, and very soon, according to Fanbyte sources, Coleman's quote has caused rumors to stir over the weekend uh, Over the weekend of a new Xenoblade Chronicles currently in development. According to our sources here, we can indeed confirm that to be the case. Moreover, the game is nearing its final stages of development, but its release date may be held back for any number of reasons. Uh, reading on, it seemed to be like the leading factors were uh, A, COVID, obviously, uh, and B, uh, just uh, working from home and trying to like coordinate optimization for the Switch just uh, isn't the same as being in-house. So those are the two kind of main reasons for, for the possible delay uh, of the game. Uh, I know we talked about Xenoblade, I think, last week a little bit, but I, I can't remember if anyone here is a fan of it. Uh, I, I personally, 
yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of it. I know a lot of Nintendo Nintendo people are, so I'm glad for those people. Yeah, I'm glad they're they're excited for their their third entry. And it's not something that personally speaks to me though, um, despite it being anime and on a Nintendo console. <laughs> just never really jived with it. Um, I hope Coleman doesn't get in trouble because usually when you say not sure if I'm allowed to say that after you say something, probably shouldn't have said what you said. <laughs> but I'm sure the Nintendo fans are happy that. She did say it, so I'm glad. She dated the former prince. She's okay. Okay. <laughs> She's fine. Anybody from Doctor Who is allowed to say what they want to. You guys remember when the voice actor for Goofy and Kingdom Hearts 3 was like, yeah, the oh, game's yeah. almost out. And like, it's a then... for the game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good times. Uh, shout out to T-Vale in the Twitch chat saying, what's up? Back-to-back weeks. Hello. Welcome. Also, if you're a Xenoblade fan, let us know and let us know if we should play it. <laughs> Moving on, uh, this comes from Eurogamer. Sony completes a one billion, one point two billion, technically, buyout of Crunchyroll. Could offer the service as part of a more expensive PlayStation Plus offering. I'm quoting from so- uh, Sony executive Tony Viniquiera. Uh, with Crunchyroll and Funimation, we are committed to creating the ultimate anime experience for fans and presenting a unique opportunity for our key partners, publishers, and the immensely talented creators to continue to deliver to continue to deliver uh, their masterful content to audiences around the world. Further, he says our goal is to create a unified anime subscription service as soon as possible. Uh, so this is great for anime fans who will finally get a unified platform to stream anime. No longer having to sub to both Funimation and Crunchyroll, we'll be able to, to finally get a combined place to stream anime, hopefully leading to less piracy, which is a big deal in anime. Uh, but I think this is also great for gamers uh, to possibly even save some money, not having to, to, I mean, A, again, sub to both platforms, but maybe even subsidize a little bit of those uh, like subscription costs with just a, a heftier price of a PlayStation Plus um, subscription uh, i want to ask how you, how you guys feel about this and i don't think there's ever been a, a game plus tv subscription service like this before which this could be the first that i can think of the only thing i can think of is apple uh gives you certain times like limit to their apple tv with apple arcade purchase mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa that's the only thing i can kind of think of uh, cause I, and they actually did the reverse this time for me when I bought an iPhone is I got Apple TV for a year. And then when I signed into that, they gave me three months of Apple arcade again, mm. but nice. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a big anime person besides like, I've only honestly watched two of them, uh, Dragon Ball, obviously, cause I grew up with that. And then, uh, one punch man, which I know is very bro I just love the concept of it. Um, because I love the fact that, all, that a superhero would be bored being the most powerful <laughs> being in the world. It's a good anime, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's cool that they're not only combining the Crunchyroll app and the Funimation app and so on, but potentially combining it or putting it in the part of a PlayStation uh, subscription. Um, I'm excited to see more more than anything out of this story. I'm just excited to see what the the outcome of the Crunchyroll and Funimation app looks like. Hopefully, it is like you said, better reduces some of the problems that we've had with consuming anime on the internet. Um, but yeah, I would definitely be someone who is interested in paying that. Maybe hopefully not too crazy <laughs> a, a, a hike in price to just get like Crunchy Crunchymation 
like in, involved. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. I hope that's the name. <laughs> Crunchymation. So or or fun role, I don't know. <laughs> so as I just found out a couple of days ago from good old Roro and Christian here, Pokemon two thousand counts as anime. So I've watched that. I mean that counts. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah do you guys think that uh, there's a like? Do you think there's even a chance that Sony would brand this as PlayStation, like PlayStation Anime, instead of like using Funimation or Crunchyroll? Or do you I don't th- think so. Yeah. Only because Crunchyroll is like a huge platform already. I, I okay. think bigger than Funimation. Okay. So having like Funimation roll into Crunchyroll would make the most logical sense since they are buying that out. But like I wouldn't put it past it. That seems like a very Sony move. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They had PlayStation TV for a little while. Uh, dude, oh I love God. PlayStation TV. Yeah. That was great. That, dude, the the fact, and I get it, it's 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 gone now, but like the fact that I got to choose what I wanted as my package at the beginning, um, and I only ever watched like pretty much like four channels, and I got to get those four channels and only like six others for maybe $17.99 a month, as opposed to like paying for all this other crap that I did not want. That was that was awesome. Granted it failed, but still it was awesome. <laughs> I'm paying like eighty for YouTube TV or whatever that is, like ninety. Yeah. So it's, it's a bummer. YouTube TV, that's what I have as well. Daniel kicked me off his family plan. I did actually. I was like, yeah. why is Sean still on here? What the heck? That was a bad breakup. Were you using it? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I think I, I used was it like twice. I used it twice, I think, back when we were living together just downstairs. But, oh, like, okay. anymore, I got the ESPN app for free with the Disney Plus. So, I was just like, I, that's the only thing I watch. So, yeah. Well, if you share it with someone else now, it's not that bad of a deal, Christian, if you know someone else that uses it. With I have, like, three or four of the people in my family plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm not even charging them either. I'm just nice, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh well dan you can keep watching pokemon 2000 roll now we'll continue watching our amazing anime <laughs> i just watch pokemon 2000 on repeat all day every day <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious our next story uh just as funny for some reason sonic and tails <laughs> are coming to super monkey ball banana mania i can't wait for this game I, I have nothing else to say. Like, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I'm happy for you, man. The Gorilla King. <laughs> the Gorilla King lives <laughs> on, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Dan added the note, too. Idris Elba is, uh, is Knuckles in the movie as well. Yes. That is yeah, cool. that was announced this week. That is awesome. That was a great casting. I have already begun my campaign to get Robert Pattinson to play Shadow the Hedgehog. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. If you want to support me, feel free. He's a... <laughs> He's a, would you say he's not a, a dark knight? No. Oh, nice. Get it. Batman. Okay. All right. Um, Batman. Is everyone else good with uh, survivor rules and voting data? <laughs> Jeez. You have been eliminated. Yeah. Next, our next news item. Uh, this comes from Life is Strange over on Twitter. Some kind of sad news. Uh, we got an update on the True Colors DLC, which is some good news, and the Life is Strange collection remaster, which there is the bad news. Uh, one, Life is Strange Wavelengths DLC starring uh, Steph Gingrich uh, will launch next month on September 30th. Unfortunately, Life is Strange Remastered Collection has been delayed until early 22. 
which is to, to avoid crunch, uh, as noted in the the post, and also to allow the team focusing uh, on polishing true colors before the eventual uh, launch on September 10th. So that is is very cool to see. Uh, support the team. Uh, avoid crunch. Yeah, I'm so excited. Less than a month away. <laughs> Ro, I know. I think you yeah. mentioned you were thinking about playing the remastered collection. Does this yes. kind of bum you out at all that it's been delayed, or how do you feel about it, that? It doesn't because because Life is Strange True Colors isn't uh, getting delayed. I'm too, oh. so that that does that does kind of suck. But uh, I'm just happy that not both of them were delayed. So I'm, I'm sitting pretty with True Colors still coming out in, next month and DLC coming out 20 days after totally fine with that super excited um and it, it makes sense because all the episodes are coming out as, at once so it's going to be interesting to see how that works i think it's it's better for the episodic type game for all the episodes to be out anyway um yeah. so it's cool that we're going to get a, another episode later as well so i'm very excited and absolutely take your time don't make any unhealthy at the studio um especially for a game like my strange it's all about taking care of yourself so Agreed. I agree with Ro completely. I'm not. I'm not gonna play this because I'm not a huge Life is Strange person, but I I, I love this for Ro. I I love that this is coming soon. <laughs> True Colors, but the remastered getting pushed back is the right decision for the team. I gather uh, Sean isn't a big Life is Strange fan either. You are, you are correct on that yeah, one. Okay. That's something I will pass. But again, echo the sentiments of Crunch is bad, yeah. unless it's. Crunch roll is that or not? Sure, crunch, yeah. or, what, what are we trying to make it? Uh, row cr- crunchimation, uh, crunchimation, yeah, yeah, yeah crunchimation. What's <laughs> <is> that? <laughs> Sorry to all you Life is Strange Remaster Collections fans, you but you won't have to wait hella long. See what I did there? Nice, <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Our next news item comes from IGN. Uh, this broke today. Thank you to Dan for including this before the show. Three senior Blizzard devs no longer with the company amid Activision Blizzard allegations. The three men uh, are, I think, I think two were Diablo um, devs and one was WoW. Yep. Uh, Diablo 4 director Luis Barriga, uh, level designer Jesse McCree, and WoW designer Jonathan LeCraft. Uh, hopefully a good sign of things to come. What do we think here? Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, good signs of things to come. Uh, liking the the direction that things are going, I I was just baffled that one of the sec- one of my second favorite characters in Overwatch, Jesse McCree, is named after uh, this guy, this jerk. So that's upsetting. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I yeah. didn't know that either. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's literally the exact same name, and apparently, this isn't the only character that's like other characters in different Blizzard games that he has like a. Uh, inserted his name into as well but that's a that's another story but yeah it's it's good that they're removing some of these uh these abusers from the company and hopefully getting rid of uh you know that toxic that toxic workplace and hopefully working towards a better one so very good yeah i mean both mccree and lacraft reading from the article were both tied to the whole cosby suite report which that was just Mm. a nasty thing to read about so 
absolutely that's not uh not unwarranted that they're gone now and glad that blizzard continues to um you know fix the problem uh my problem is still activision side of things has not changed at all i feel like blizzard has made quite a few changes now and activision side of activision blizzard has not done anything and uh that one lady i can't remember her name that deleted her twitter account from last week like yeah there's start at the top right there i mean but yeah i don't know uh to i guess to activision and blizzard's credit i mean it's not really them but the shareholders i didn't include this but this happened this week as well the shareholders actually came out um, in support of the workers and and kind of pushing for for change so whether or not this um you know three the, the three devs here being you know ousted out is uh an effect of uh, the shareholders being like let's fix our company i mean who knows but it feels like the pressure's on and like this is this is just the beginning of of that change. Just curious who we're going to talk about next week. Yeah, it feels like every week there is some other story that's coming out. So it's just funny how the toxic bro culture of video games is finally coming to bite itself in the ass now. Um it's I guess it's about time in a sense. The only thing that sucks and the reason why I say I guess is it's like I don't know, you just you think of games as we're such a niche close market. Like, yeah, we're going to give uh, Daniel crap for Halo but like you're a gamer you're one of us that type of thing mm. and so you think that way across like sexes race uh, religion creed anything but unfortunately you still see people in the community getting mistreated constantly and it keeps happening every single day yeah I, I don't know if you guys saw the, the yes. Twitch do better thing that was trending mm-hmm. yesterday like they have Terrible, such amazing dude. technology to make sure that we don't play Ariana Grande in our stream, but they can't prevent bots like that from spamming those words. Like, there's yeah. no, that's ridiculous. And yeah, yeah, exactly what Sean was saying. You you would think that we would be a little bit kinder to each other, being such a small, like to to us, it seems like such a big community. But it it, it is really gaming. But the hardcore gaming audience isn't that huge. I don't think. Yeah. When you compare it to other mediums and pop culture and stuff like that but yeah it's crazy i i saw a clip i forget who posted it but it was i think what started like me being exposed to the twitch do better stuff which was the video of that guy getting spammed yeah you know that word um and dude it broke me like i i I couldn't process how people can be like this and it kind of made me like realize how lucky i am that i don't get anything like that i haven't before uh, I mean, growing up, I got a little bit of like I got some kind of I'm Mexican, so I got a little bit of racism. But uh, like for the most part, I think I'm white passing. Uh, so to be like a white passing male, like in like the video game space, I don't see a lot of that headed headed my way. And like I can only imagine what people go through. Like, how do you deal with that? I have no idea. That's and Twitch do better. It's ridiculous. Yes, absolutely. Um, our final two news stories are some recaps uh, of some indie showcases. We're going to begin with Nintendo's, which happened today at, at 9 a.m. Pacific, I believe. Uh, we're not going to go through the whole recap, uh, but if you're curious as to see what kind of uh, announcements were made, IGN has a great recap of everything you missed. Um, I wanted to, to highlight a few uh, stuff with you guys to talk about what we're excited for. Um, and I can start first. 
uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk looks like an incredible game. It's it's both like inline skates and uh, skateboards. It looks like Jet Set Radio. That was the vibe, uh, dude. That was the vibe. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like so much fun, and I can't wait. Uh, and then Eastward, which is uh, this like you uh, like story RPG. Uh, I don't know. How would you describe the like art style, row? Like not uh, sprites. Sprites isn't right. It's definitely it's definitely pixel art, but I I, I yeah sprites. I would call it pixel art. Pixel art, yeah. That's this anything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Uh, it looks it's, like it's, so it's much very, fun. It's very dynamic to be called, like, sprites. So, yeah, I, I, that's something that's been on my radar for so long. I'm so excited that we finally got a release date for it. And, yeah, it's next month, so I'm definitely hyped for that. It almost looks to me like a... Uh, this is the first time I've seen it. It almost looks like a anime mixed with, like, Borderlands-esque type art style. Maybe I'm crazy saying that, but it's like... I don't know. It just has this very unique look to it. For Eastward. Oh, wait. For Eastward? That's what I was like. Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> I was looking at Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry. I apologize. Um, yeah. I think I thought for me the, the coolest thing was uh, Tetris Effect Connected coming to Switch because I played it a ton on Xbox and thought it was a lot of fun. I told, I think... Roe and Sean, I believe, were both on there when I was talking about it last time. And uh, it, it's really nice because it, it trains you on how to play the game. Like, it slowly takes you through the game. Like, it starts you very simple, and it ends very, very hard. But, like, it slow progresses throughout the game. Oh, and it's not on the right difficulty, then. We got to get you up to expert. Oh, uh, I, I can't. <laughs> I couldn't beat the last mission. I, I gave up on it, but I I really enjoyed it. So. This is the guy that plays uh, Beat would... Saber on easy. I'm just kidding. That's true, <laughs> and I fail on easy. <laughs> um, I have two, one of which that I already downloaded and I have yet to play it. I hope to tonight. Uh, Axiom Verge 2. It's been something that I've been waiting for. Uh, obviously a huge Metroidvania fan, so super looking forward to diving into that. Um, so far, I've only I've only seen the score of IGNs, and they gave it a seven. So I don't want to just say that hey, it's going to be an okay game. I want to give that a try no matter what. And then seems really cool. Uh, like one, I love the the franchise of Shovel Knight, but Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, I'm actually really interested in. It looked really kind of niche. I kind of wish it was a mobile game. I know that's kind of sacrilegious to say. But that kind of looks like perfect, almost like a grindstone. And I know grindstone made its way over to oh, the yes. Switch as well. Yeah, um, but it kind of gave me that vibe. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. It looks cool. I love Shovel Knight. I hope to continue to get more. I, Sean, to your oh, oh sorry, no, go for it. <laughs> Sean, to your to your point, uh, I think the first Axiom Verge got like mostly uh, eights and seven scores when that came out. So like. I think Axiom Verge 2, if it's in that same wheelhouse, I think you should be totally fine to enjoy yep. it. Hopefully. I was just going to say, I, I thought this presentation was awesome. Games that dropped today was like, and quality good games, like Axiom Verge 2. Obviously, that's obviously already good. Garden Story was something that was, I know was on a lot of people's list just dropped today. Boyfriend Dungeon, of course. How could you go wrong? I mean, <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> and and Necrobarista, which is one of my favorite is on the switch now and with the director's cut and i definitely want to 
jump back into it and just play that again. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good presentation. I'm sorry, wait a minute. Boyfriend Dungeon lets you take your weapons on dates? Yeah. <laughs> Finally. It's 2021, protect yourself, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my, uh, my Colt 1911 on a date with me. Listen, I'm so single, I'll date anything at this point. <laughs> uh, my, last no- my last note here is that, like, I can't believe Gang Beast is coming to Switch, because, like, that game on other consoles runs, like, iffy already. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's, optim- so it's, it's better now, but, like, okay. I, I don't know. We'll see how it does. I mean, unless it's, like, not online, it's only local multiplayer, then I can see that being uh, pretty well on the Switch. But otherwise, mm-hmm. Uh, Killer Queen Black runs incre- pretty well on that. Um, Dana, when you oh. and I played that about two years ago, um, that that had no problems. I mean, only downfall is Daniel hated it, but yes. other than that, it was fun. Maybe if uh, Master Chief was in Killer Queen, he'd play it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I kid. Uh, our last news item of the day is another indie showcase. This time, Xbox going to transition us well over to our uh, topic of the show. Uh, this one happened yesterday on the 10th. Uh, if you go to the Xbox uh, Wire website, they have a great rundown of all the things announced because there are a lot of stuff that was at that show. A, lot of, a few cool games coming to Game Pass as well. Um, some highlights for me is that Ollie Ollie World uh, is, is indeed... I mean, I can, I can, I can play that on Xbox. Play, I think it played on PC. Yeah. Um, not Game Pass, but it, we do have uh, a customizer character, which is going to be very cool. Uh, there was also Inked, which I, I had no idea about. Uh, cool, story-driven RPG, isometric, kind of uh, Death's Door-looking. But it's it's all paper, so when you're doing things, like you'll see a hand come in, and it'll start like drawing segments of the game. Looks very cool. Um, and then last, which is an insane announcement, I think, is Stardew is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Stardew Valley, which is like a huge get. People love Stardew Valley. That was probably one of my biggest takeaways from it. I know that sounds weird, an older game on Game Pass, but Stardew Valley is almost like synonymous with having, like if you have a Switch, you more than likely have Stardew Valley. Um, A lot of people consider it better than Animal Crossing as far as farming simulators or some type of life simulator. Um, So the fact that now Xbox gamers or Xbox Game Pass gamers are going to have that at their fingertips right then, I mean, that's awesome. I, I agree. Uh, Stardew Valley is a big get, but also Christian, I agree with you. Ollie Ollie World looks really cool. Uh, and actually, I was doing research before the show. I didn't even realize that there was two other Ollie Ollie games that they made before this. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think this looks super. It looks super cool though. Like it's like a two D skateboarding game, and I I think it looks awesome. So uh, definitely, I'll check this out. I am personally excited for The Big Con, which is a 90s adventure game where you commit petty thefts to save your mom's uh, video store. And the art style is like so cool. It reminds me of like, not Doug the the show, but like the kind of the promotional material around Doug. Like if you saw a poster for Doug, it would look like this. Um, And it has some really cool voice actors. It has Dave Fenoy, The Walking Dead. He's playing a character in it. We got uh, Erica Ishii, who plays Anna Bray in Destiny. So I'm very excited for, for this one. And Shri Dreams of Elsewhere is another one that I'm really excited for. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a really cool really cool show as well, just like uh, the Nindy's Indie Showcase. 
The Indy and boy had eaten well this year. That day too. That's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah, AM stuff, Drive yeah. did um, that space uh, space lines uh, from Far Out did as well. Xbox continues to kill it with all their their indie showcases. I love to see it absolutely. Before we head into topic of the show, guys, we always we always ask, what are we playing? I want to start with Dan. Yes, I've been playing the Back for Blood beta. It's uh, the early access beta or whatever you want to call it. Uh, having a lot of fun with it. However, I do have one little, I say one little gripe, but it's kind of a, a little bit of a bigger than little gripe. Uh, so Back for Blood, if anyone doesn't know, is a spiritual successor to Left for Dead. One of my favorite and many people's favorite parts of Left 4 Dead is playing versus campaign mode. So that you're going through the the levels from start to finish in the campaign levels that you can play single player. But except instead of single player, you're playing with four people or you're playing with three other people, four people in total against four other players that are playing as zombies. Back for Blood doesn't have that. Back for Blood has a versus mode that is more akin to the survival mode from Left 4 Dead, which basically puts you in a enclosed space, and then you have to survive as long as you can. And you take turns swapping between infected and survive uh, the survivors, and whoever survives the most amount of time wins the match. So it's essentially like a horde-based mode, uh, mm-hmm. with verses in it but you're literally constrained to one area and it like keeps coming in and um i just i don't like it the same way as i like the uh co-op or the uh, versus campaign because it, you, you don't have the tension of i gotta get from here to here like in this amount of time or else you know i'm in trouble so uh that that was a little disappointing to me and and uh they did confirm turtle rock confirmed that uh versus campaign is not in the game as of right now and um for launch so uh hopefully that's something they add in the future if enough people request it but yeah that was a little so overall you would say you're high on it because i know the yeah. open beta actually starts tomorrow and i plan on playing it yeah. tomorrow yeah overall order it overall it's 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 great it's more left for dead it's just like that was my favorite part and a lot quite frankly a lot of people's favorite part of left for dead is the replayability of playing those uh campaign missions vert and versus which this new versus mode is cool but i would rather have it as a supplement to uh versus campaign rather than being the only option if that makes sense okay. yeah so. people love that versus co-op in yes. left for dead like it's what I played when I got my PC. Like it's it's so much fun. Yes. Bro, are you playing anything? Hopefully. I uh, yes. Did I? Did you guys notice I disconnected? Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, okay. I guess I'm so, I okay. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what happened to my internet there. Um, I glad I came back just in time. That's great. Um, but I played uh, Destiny. But there was the epilogue this week of the season, so there was a big event and it was pretty cool it was it was essentially the seasonal event with a with a twist um but it has some pretty cool story implications and as we'll talk about in the um topic of the show i think we're going to see more of that later this month 
And uh, yeah, so I've been playing that, and I have also been playing Pokemon Unite still, and I got back into Dragon Quest XI, uh, trying to make my way through that very slowly, um, but those are all the games that I've been enjoying uh, the past week right now. A lot of games. You went from zero games last week, yeah. so I'm playing four of them now. <laughs> I, I had to make up for it, yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Um I've been playing, oh, I, I played, I, I beat the main campaign of, of Mario Golf. And let me tell you, I, do, I, hate, I hated all the speed golf stuff. At one point, I don't know if you guys played the campaign at all. I won't spoil it if you haven't, but like it just forgets that it's a golf game and it just switches to a different kind of story. And it's like, what is going on? Like, let me just like regular golf. I don't want to run around and stuff. Like, that's not what I want from my golfing game, but I, have, I still played it nonetheless. Do you have to save Princess Peach from Bowser from... You know, taking her away. She's, she's not even in the game, I think. Oh. <laughs> she might she's be a playable, playable character. Ca- yeah. Yeah. Character, yeah. Gotcha. But she doesn't show up at all in the in the in the narrative, I guess. Solid six point five out of ten for me, but anytime you guys want to play like regular <laughs> golf online with like not running around and stuff, let me know because the actual golfing in that game is, is pretty neat. Um, and then I've been playing Splitgate. I finally started it up last night, and let me tell you, don't say who it. needs don't who say need, it. Who needs <laughs> Halo Infinite anymore? When I when I have Splitgate, I knew this it. game rocks, dude. It's so much fun. I knew you yeah, were gonna I mean, do this as soon as I saw you put that on as games is playing. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. I don't need it anymore. This is what I want for like it's the I, I don't it's dude the I, people have talked about this before, but like. The FPS with the portal mechanics is like a total game changer. I know it's been out for like two years now or whatever. Yeah. Glad it's finally in like the mainstream because, oh my God, I dropped 26 kills on my first game. That's, that's over half of the kills for what you need for a team deathmatch, just to let you know. So yeah. watch out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing that, the beta in 2019. I thought it was really cool, but I haven't gone back since. But I, 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 seeing everything that I've seen in recent uh, days, like, yeah, this looks super fun. It, Let me, I love how unapologetically like Halo it is too. Like even like the double kill and triple kill and killing spree. It. I'm yeah. like, this <laughs> is Halo. What the heck? Even the sound effect when you die and like it's like counting down. It, it's reminiscent of like Halo when you're about to respawn. Yeah. If any of you guys jump in, let me know. I'll give my yes. referral code for some 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 swag in the game. I yes. guess we'll we'll both get swag. Yes. <laughs> Sean. Um, so I got a little bit of backlog for mine. I was not in the right mindset this week with the ascent, uh, so I did not go back to it. Um, so instead, I checked out the X or the PlayStation Five upgrade on Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so I, I played maybe about like two hours. So not nothing huge, but uh, I still find it funny that Daniel had difficulty in that game parrying because um, it's super easy. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I checked that out. It does look gorgeous, but I honestly I can't tell the difference to be real. Like it, it more or less, it was already a good looking game before. Um, and then actually, I recently started back up Octopath Traveler. Uh, so love that RPG uh, or JRPG. Uh, really love the class mechanic of the fact that you get to be two different classes. It gives me such Final Fantasy tactic vibes, uh, while Final Fantasy vibes itself too. Um, so I just got all the, I have all eight characters, uh, I have two of them have second jobs, uh, I never beat the game before, so that's my goal is to beat the game, but I do know it's like, 
50, 60 hours with no real story either. So that's the only downfall. There's just not a real story in the whole game. You just vibe? Yeah. And you grind. And I honestly, the grinding in that battle system is the reason to play that. Hmm. All right. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're at least vibing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's time for topic of the show, guys. Our Xbox Gamescom 2021 expectations. Um, this comes from Xbox Wire. Uh, the stream uh, has been announced for August 24th, uh, which is uh, a little bit less than two weeks, about uh, what, 13 days from now? Yes. Um, I'm quoting here from the Xbox Wire. You'll get in-depth updates from some of our previously announced Xbox Game Studios titles alongside some of our first, third, some of our third-party partners, including some of the incredible titles coming to Xbox this holiday surely that means halo infinite release date upcoming releases to our monthly subscription service xbox game pass and much more um so this leads into kind of our discussion here of our tots is what do we think we'll see at uh games the xbox gamescom showcase here uh i'm gonna start with dan since he's our resident xbox expert (laughs) well you said it christian if I think we by August 24th, if we don't have Halo Infinite's release date, what are you doing, Microsoft? You got to announce that. So I think that definitely we'll have Halo Infinite's release date by August 24th. I don't know if they want to save that for that day or announce it ahead of time, like for their own, you know, reveal type thing. Um, But it would make a lot of sense to announce it there. Also, I think it would be perfect for them to show off Forge for the first time at Gamescom, which is their custom map editing tool, which every Halo game has gotten crazier and crazier uh, custom games out of the map editor and, and custom game options. So I'm very excited to see what they do with Forge for Infinite. And I hope that we see that at Gamescom. I think that would be mm, that would be beautiful. And uh, also today, fun fact, today is the one year anniversary since Xbox announced that Halo Infinite was being delayed to this year. So it's been what a, a year. That was. Yeah, it was a, it was a difficult day. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, I think Forge, Forge reveal and uh, release date would be absolutely perfect. And also maybe, call me crazy, but Phil Spencer did say that they're not going to hold off on custom consoles and stuff like that um, for their for their big titles or games that they they want custom consoles for because of the shortages. So maybe a Halo Infinite themed Xbox Series X. Maybe. Uh, would you buy it? Uh, absolutely. Yes, I would. Or I would try to. I don't know if I'd be successful. <laughs> sure. Hey, you're talking you're you're the man that got 25 playstation 5s <laughs> no not 25 not, not 20 you're the guy that sold them in from his house yeah yeah a little entrepreneur yeah I, I sold them at cost christian come on now i'm not the hero we deserve just the hero we need right now <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i'm not a hero at all uh but yeah i i hope we see that stuff so Sean and Rue, any expectations for you guys? Uh, they talked about holiday releases, and I know obviously we'll get we'll get some like number or some something said, maybe an update on Cuphead DLC. I doubt it. No. I don't. <laughs> it 
I honestly think it's going to go in the way of Hollow Knight, where Hollow Knight had a one more DLC that it was going to get, and they just ended up making Hollow Knight 2, and that's going to be coming out at some point here. But my hope is we actually get a uh, better, better cinematic trailer for what the new Fable will be. Um, it's been a while since we've seen anything from it. Am I correct on that? Wasn't it just last year? The last time we saw anything? Yeah, it was last. Yeah. It was last year. Yeah. And all we saw was that fairy, if I remember correctly. Yes. So I'd love to see how, what Albion is looking like as far as in this new generation and what a new team can kind of do with it. Just to see. I, I think they need to keep people's interest in the Xbox Series exclusives uh, still. And we all know Halo is there, but it's always like, okay, PlayStation's really good as far as what's all what's around the corner. Okay, your Last of Us came out. By the way, we just teased God of War Ragnarok. That's what I think Xbox needs to take a lesson from is, okay, Halo Infinite is going to be coming out this fall. Here's your next guy. Here's a little bit of bigger piece for you. So I don't think we're going to see that, Sean. I hope we see that because I think that that's still a ways away, but I would love to see it. Uh, And also they did say that they're kind of focusing more on stuff that's been, you know, shown off, which I guess technically Fable has been, but uh, I kind of expect them to go into the stuff that's coming this year, like Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite. Yeah. I know. I just wanted something I cared about from <laughs> Xbox. As a, I got a scent, and now I have nothing else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not really uh, the Xbox side of things. It's always so hard for me to predict stuff because I'm just not into that ecosystem uh, as much as I am Nintendo or mm-hmm. or even PlayStation. Um, but how how crazy would it be if we if we uh, got if I thought we were going to get updates for like Bethesda games that were announced at E3, like maybe Contraband that didn't get much shown off. There was just like a really very short trailer. Maybe they have more to say about that game. Apparently it's a multiplayer game. You wouldn't know just by looking at the trailer. So maybe they have more to show off uh, on that. Um, And Destiny, that's, that's one of the things that I wanted to, to talk about earlier as well. Destiny has their event on the exact same day as, as Gamescom. Um, so I, I don't know if it'll be at the Xbox one, but oftentimes Destiny is at, at Gamescom. That's where they show off their next DLC. Gamescom is usually a, the event. So they're going to have their live presentation on their channel on Bungie at Switch, but I could definitely see them going into more depth at Xbox or or somewhere else. But uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, where I'm at right now. Some more Destiny stuff and potentially some updates on uh, the Bethesda games that were announced at E3. Maybe Redfall. I, I don't know. Oh, there's no way. No, oh. not Redfall. I, that was I mean, that's coming fairly soon, though. Spring 2022, so maybe. Uh, and Phil loves himself some Destiny, Row, so that's a good possibility. And if those Halo rumors come true about a uh, little collab with awesome. Destiny. Oof. Good. That'd be cool. And one versus one hundred returns. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, <laughs> I'm always gonna predict that every time there's an Xbox event until it comes back. Yeah, <laughs> just like I want freaking Splinter Cell back every <laughs> single time, forever and ever. But, you got it. You got it. What are you talking about? No, you got him so uh, many times. Just the DLC. He's in everything now. Gosh. Got an I'm... anime too. Ungrateful. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of uh, aligned with with Dan. I think 
they have to focus a bit more on Halo Infinite here, just because they're gearing towards uh, launch potentially this holiday, right? So they want to get uh, eyes on it. They want to get marketing um, started on it. I, I think we're probably going to see some more multiplayer details, and, and for that, I think like maybe look a closer look at like what might be the battle pass or what that that will probably look like. Mm-hmm. We'll probably even get like a hopefully another flight announced for it, like probably early September, mid September, something like that, just to get. Um, kind of stress the servers, right? And let's get a feel for the game and test stuff out that, you know, while, while they polish it up. But I think a big one for me is, like Dan said, is that you got to get a release date on there. And, like, there's no other big shows on the slate for the year, probably. And GameStorm is probably, like, one of the last. So let's, uh, let's put a date on the box. Yeah. Big team battle, maybe, too, because they haven't shown that at all yet. That's their larger uh, multiplayer mode, which I believe they've already confirmed is 24 players instead of the traditional 16 players. So very interested to see that. And uh, I can't wait for the unannounced Fusion Frenzy 2 that will be (laughs) announced in two weeks. Wait, isn't Fusion Frenzy 2 already a thing? I think it is, actually. Fusion Free Frenzy, you know, like reboot. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not two; it's it's a remaster, kind of of the first one. I thought. No, it is actually two on the Xbox 360. Friends, Fusion Frenzy Two is the sequel to the original Fusion Frenzy. I never knew there was a second one. Yep, nobody. Me does. either. Yep. Me either. <laughs> there must what be about- a reason why we don't hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, before we end. What do we think of, uh, what changes are we thinking for uh, monthly subscription service in Xbox Game Pass? Like, are we going to get, like, pricing changes there or, like, some kind of bundles? What are we thinking there? Because, I, honestly, I have, I have no clue what that could be. Um, wait, pricing changes? Did they say? So, upcom- uh, let's see what the quote was. Upcoming releases to our monthly subscription service. I guess uh, I guess I read that as pricing Oh. For them, probably wrong. I was gonna say, I was almost thinking of it as more games, yeah. yeah. Like, they ha- obviously they merged EA Play into Xbox Game Pass. I, I think it probably won't happen, but I could see something along the lines of maybe Ubisoft, like, I, I don't know, oh. some, some type of big developer that has a very big catalog that could maybe see the light of day in that Game Pass theme. I really want them just to say that Battlefield 2042 will be part of EA Play. <laughs> you can play that with Xbox Game Pass. Let it be. Let it be. You know what, Christian? From all we've seen of that game thus far, I'll pay whatever they want me to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> for real. For real. The um, and then the last prediction uh, Xbox uh, for Xbox game, Gamescom. Uh, Halo Infinite canceled and replaced with split game what no <laughs> christian and the crowd goes wild and it out of here <laughs> all right christian before you close us out episode yes. 100 we've got one more giveaway we're gonna start today so as soon as the podcast ends this will go on twitter and the giveaway this time and you can blame my father for this my father bought a new laptop recently from Dell and Dell does this thing where you get rewards back when you make a purchase. So I was like, Oh dad, are you going to use this? Because you never use these rewards. And he's like, no, that's fine. You can use it. I was like, all right. So I got a $25 Xbox gift card 
and I'm sorry that both of these are Xbox things, but Dell literally only offers Xbox gift cards. I looked for PlayStation, I looked for Nintendo, and I did not find either. So, uh, yeah. Dan is bias confirmed. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have that to give away as well next week. We'll do that live uh, on air. Roro's going to host, and uh, I'm going to attempt to uh, capture the screen while I do the random drawing. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, both giveaways will end um, before the, the show starts on uh, Wednesday next week. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at podcast PXN. Perfect. Thank you, Dan. And thank you well, for, uh, if you're watching at home and thank you again to everyone joining us both on live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you. Roro. Thank you. Me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dan. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> This has been Podcast BXN. We are out. Long live the Indies, baby. Much love. See ya.